Well, it is a little bit different because where do you catch a fish from? Because around Australians, we think that all the fish that we buy is from Australia, but around 65% of fish consumed is imported. And that's a concerning number for me, and I actually don't understand how that works. And given the agriculture and fisheries that make up such a huge amount of Australia's food economy, joining me right now, live on the air, David Carter, the CEO of Austral Fisheries. David, great to have you on the air on Money News for 2023. Yeah, thanks, Scott. Good to be here. Firstly, for our listeners, uh, tell us the importance of commercial fishing in Australia and put a dollar term on what that means to our economy. Uh, commercial fishing is about $2 billion a year and um, uh, employs a lot of people in regional Australia and um, mainly focused on uh, inshore fisheries, although we operate in some of the deeper, deeper uh, offshore fisheries. But... Overall, I think the uh, the takeaway for Australia is that, um, like a lot of our landmass, our oceans are a bit of a desert. So we don't have that those big upwellings that drive uh, big producers like the anchovy fishery off of um, Peru or some of the huge production figures that we see out of the uh, the Bering Sea. So we uh, we end up with the um, expensive inshore species like the abalone, the prawns, and the lobster, and um, not a lot of not a lot of the big volume species like uh, your hakes and hokies and those sorts of white fish things that um, increasingly we tend to import for um, uh, fish and chips and that sort of thing. David, sixty five percent of our fish is imported. Like we we love our fish and chips. We love our local supply. We rely on that on a Friday night. That's that's part of our culture. How how has it become? that 65% is imported and only 35% local? Oh, I think it is uh, a, a focus or a function, Scott, of what I was saying. So we don't have those big whitefish fisheries. We've got some nice fisheries around Tasmania that that uh, feed a bit of product in. But most of what we're good at has been those prawns and lobsters. And, um, and the price of those ends means that some of those, particularly lobsters, are exported and leaving... Seafood in this interesting position globally where it's one of the most highly traded commodities on the planet. So you think about all of the uh, different products that flood around our uh, global distribution system and um, it's often premium seafoods and other products, but seafoods that um, uh, end up in New York or um, Beijing or parts of Europe. And uh, your average fish and chips is coming from... Uh, other other sources could be South South Africa, South America, uh, even some of the um, some of the uh, U.S. Northeast, uh, Northwest rather. David, such strict rules that we see across every border internationally, not just in Australia, but international fish would have to have such strict rules to come into our nation. Talk to me about what that takes place, how that takes place. Uh, so there's a couple of things there. Um, one of the one of the areas of concern, and this is a focus for we know this government is to improve labelling for imported species. Um, I can speak uh, uh, <laughs> in a lot of detail about the sort of measures that we have to meet within um, the, our own Australian uh, fisheries context. A lot of regulation, um, a lot of rightful investment in science, uh, traceability and transparency, observers. And um, and all of that comes at a cost. 
Uh, but it's, it's also a benefit to Australia as a whole, and it makes sure those fisheries are around for a long time. And that's, that's good for us as the operator, and I think it's good for Australians. It's what Australians expect us uh, to do with these shared resources. Um, but it's not the same for imported species. So if, um, if we are eating fish at our local chippy, then yep. um, currently there's no real requirement to declare where that's from. Uh, and right. so this, I think this, this incarnation of the federal government is looking at um, improving country of origin labelling. Um, and that's useful, but it, it doesn't go the whole story because um, <clears throat> we may find that seafood coming to this country is coming uh, um, from fisheries that operate at a much lower standard than our own fisheries. Uh, could involve, let's, uh, shall we say, less than desirable employment practices. So, again, in the fisheries space, labour practices globally are, um, are uh, often tangled up with modern slavery sort of issues. So that, that's um, another issue. So for us as um, commercial operators, we'd like to be uh, offering our products into this market on the same terms as the, uh, as the imported product. Well, just finally, David, I want to talk to you about labelling. You touched on it. I think that the government is looking at more labelling in relation to salt, in relation to sugar. What does that mean for the fish industry, particularly domestically? Uh, country, uh, country of origin labelling is already in place in the Northern Territory, and I think that's worked quite well in informing uh, consumers. So they, at least you get to know what what it is that's in um, in that inside that batter, and uh, that's got to be a good thing. Uh, federally, I think we'll make progress in this government with that sort of labelling. The next step is uh, making sure that once we've declared the origin of the fish, that that fish is coming from a fishery that's enjoying equivalent standards to uh, that which we operate on. And this is not madly different to, say, some of the import restrictions that we have as we face getting product into the North American market or the European market, where they have particular requirements that uh, we have to demonstrate we can meet. Well done. David Carter, Austral Fisheries CEO, thank you so much for joining me on Money News. Thanks, Scott.